Hey guys, Travis Greenlee here with Epic Man Radio, rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. So imagine being a top industry leadership coach with over 10,000 clients worldwide whom love and adore you for the work that you've done to enhance their lives. Listen in to learn leadership expert Sachin Rogers' story of overcoming major adversities to becoming one of the top spirit-based conscious leadership coaches in the world today. Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. You're listening to Epic Men Radio. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to Epic Men Radio. And today's episode, we're joined by top industry leadership expert, Sachin Raja. Sachin is the founder of the Warrior Sage group of companies. He's a martial arts expert and a globally recognized mentor of leaders. Having proven himself in creating multiple successful conscious companies since his teens, he is the well-guarded secret advisor, mentor, and confidant to high-power leaders. He has taught thousands of students worldwide that along with money and fame comes an intangible thing called total freedom. Sachin, it's an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you with us, brother. Thank you so much. Always an honor and a joy to be with you, my friend. Right on, man. So you've got such an exciting background. Again, kind of talking about your background prior to the, uh, to the interview here and hearing what you've got going on with the leaders and with the, the professionals that you're serving and that you're supporting. So lots of good things happening. Let's step back just a bit. Let's look at kind of your path and really how you've gotten to this place. Because again, I, I know you've got some amazing things going on, but how did you start this? You know, when you, you look back, say 10, 15 years or so, and you really started to get involved with the, you know, with what you're doing now, how did it all come about? Well, you know, my roots way back are in martial arts, as we shared in the bio. And martial arts really taught me the power of combining the warrior mindset, the warrior mentality, the warrior intentionality, which every entrepreneur has to have to a certain degree to go out and make it and do all the action steps and the connection and the hustle. You know, that's the warrior, okay? Sure, right. But I also learned from my martial art background that I needed to have the sage or the wisdom component, Mm. the component of the transcendent, the awakened side that says, you know, at the end of the day, you know, no matter what we've gained or lost, let's be happy. Let's be mm. joyful. Let's really remember to be in this present moment and to, you know, experience and enjoy, absorb what we already do have. Mm. Right? I love it, man. I love it. Because I think a lot of us, we miss that. You know, we, we sort of lose sight of that in our, our focus on our goals and our focus on our businesses and everything that we want to create. You know, things that we don't necessarily have now, but we're reaching for. A lot of times we forget what we already have and, and really be grateful, right? Is that what you're saying? You know, and I've been there. You know, I've I built some very powerful businesses in the human potential world. And I realized that I was on the road for such a long time, really changing the world, making a difference in people's lives. But my own family, my backyard, mm. I, was, I wasn't there for my uh, children and my wife. And I almost lost my wife because of my inattentiveness, you know, not that I didn't have love. I was just on this mission out there and I forgot my own backyard, the warriorship, what I'm meant to protect mm-hmm. first, my front line, which is my, my first honor and duty as a guardian of my family. So I, I'm glad my wife woke me up to that. And that's part of my journey uh, where I'm at now in working with leaders is to help them recognize that to be an awakened leader, we need to, 
bring more consciousness, not just more peak performance, but we need to bring more consciousness to our minds and our hearts and our intention in business. Right. Right. Great, great point there. Tell me a little bit more about that as far as like some of the breakdowns. Like you said, you know, you were so focused early in the career of, of your thing, you know, getting more of what you wanted and really focusing on your career path and what was next for you. And like you say, you almost you know, lost your wife, almost lost your family, which is, of course, the most important thing for you. I, I know that you're such a loving husband and, and your wife and your relationship is everything to you. Tell us a little bit more about that in terms of the actual breakdown. Like what? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I was, I was literally on the road for weeks at a time giving personal development workshops, human potential workshops. I had studied and developed my body of work from just my infusion since I was a youngster in, in really these mindsets of the warrior and sage. I sought out different mentors, different teachers, and I just immersed myself in that world. And I combined that with entrepreneurship because my father's side were all entrepreneurs. So that I had that strong imprint. And my mother's side were all social activists and Gandhian philosophy coming from an East Indian background. Usually these two don't mix. Usually they're oil and water, personal growth, spirituality, consciousness, contribution versus, you know, going for gold, going for success. Mm -hmm. And I had to find a way to merge them and blend them. But I only did that through a lot of trial and error, you know. <laughs> one right. of the main errors was being so on the road for so many weeks. And, and still, when I'm coming home, wanting, well, I wanted to be tended to. I wanted, it was the I, I, I. It became about self-importance. And, you, and although I had a multi-million dollar company, was really at the forefront of, of importance uh, in in the circle, small pond of human potential. I I started feeling like duplicit. Started feeling un, you know not, like not congruent with my message. And my wife, I didn't realize, was the barometer of that. Mm -hmm. Feminine is the barometer. She can feel the depth of our integrity or not, even before us masculine minds can recognize in ourselves. Isn't that the truth? You know, God bless our women. <laughs> what would we do without them, right? <laughs> well, you know, that's my wife, Suzanne, now. You know, we've been together 29 years. And, I, and, you know, in this time where I was on the road lots, it was that superstar syndrome. And I was making money and I was being successful. But there was a deterioration because when I came home, there wasn't that. It was the distance and the feeling of my time is passing. And... What's really valuable, what's really valuable, I was missing in the hurrah. Mm -hmm. yep. So my wife basically just laid down the law and said, look, this is what you've been doing. And I really listened. I let it in because I didn't want to be one of these guys that just you know, pushes her away. And uh, I've seen friends of mine go through divorce in this industry. And I saw how it happened to them. And I didn't want to go down that same road. And that's one of the things my mentors taught me. This is you don't always have to go down the same road. You can avert it through consciousness, through being aware. So I, I let it in. And soon after that, it was interesting at a seminar with my, with my wife, it was a couple's retreat. I almost died in a swimming accident in, a, in the ocean, drowned. <laughs> and that was another like real hit at the soul level, real awakening 
awakening really of letting me reprioritize my values, right. even to look at them in a, in a real way, no bullshit way, in a real way mm-hmm. where it wasn't just a, a value process, but like I had to, I felt my mortality. Yep. You know what that's like. Oh yeah. I felt my mortality and that dial in of death was paradoxically the thing that awoke me to my next mission. Mm-hmm. That very thing that, that could have taken me down, almost took me down, which was all in between here and here. I started opening to it and I started recognizing that was for me. And that um, us leaders, business leaders, we're more powerful than the politicians of the planet. In fact, we pull the strings. Mm-hmm. We're more powerful than the religious leaders of the planet. At this stage in history, we as a collective business community, worldwide, whatever size of business, wherever we are in the stage of our business, we, we have great power to continue to destroy our personal lives and then ultimately that unfolds to the macro Sure. Or we can, or we actually can be the ones that turn it around, like some of the greats, like Elon Musk of today, and who are changing the world with innovation and deep risk, going in a direction against the ideas of traditional profit. Right. I love it, and 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 you know, correlating with your almost dying, you know, in terms of drowning, and with Elon Musk. I mean, again, it's it's about going through those challenges. I think where we we really it's it's when we hit the mat, when the rubber meets the road, in terms of fear, in terms of breakdown, like that dark place, that is the moment of enlightenment in a lot of respects, right? I mean, it's just that's when we begin to see what's really important for us. And I, I love Elon's story as well. I mean, you know, he almost lost it, you know, three times, many more, but his whole claim to fame is he just doesn't quit. He just goes and goes and goes and just keeps going and keeps focusing and keeps risking, as you had mentioned, and putting money and tons and tons of, of risk into what he does. And it sounds like that's what you've done as well. And that's what you teach your people. That's what you teach your clients as well, correct? Well, you know, what I like to do is I like to find out what one's deepest destiny is. Mm. You know, I feel there's superficial ideas of what we're meant to do in our life that come from the imprints that we have around success from our family, from society. Those are good. They propel us far. Mm-hmm. But then there's our true genuine truth. And that can only be discovered through inner work like mm-hmm. that's that's the actor it's not going to come from someone outside of you to find out what one's real destiny is to me the real juice behind any like the next level of business the next evolution of where we're going with business which is not only the what's the profit over there outside and what can i purchase what's my what's my buying power but it's what is what is my relationship to the all with my business, to everyone? Mm-hmm. How can my business not only, you know, I talk about three stages. There's a, a sleep business and a sleep business leaders. And their idea is they're asleep because they're underneath the covers of only their own self, their own mm-hmm. selfishness. That goes so far. Right. And then there's the ones that are waking up that are realizing I got to be in a win-win. They're stretching, they're yawning out of this egocentricity. And now moving into fairness and equality and balance. Mm. I think that's a very good ideal. 
Mm-hmm. But there's another level, what I call the awakened leader, which they've come to a next level of realization or at, they're at their edge and they know, you know what? There's even greater than this. Mm-hmm. I want to fit into my, to, for the lack, you know, for a humorous way of looking at it, my cosmic purpose, mm-hmm. my, my true divine purpose. My, what's my biggest reason for being here? And to me, that not only finding but living it is a paramount for total feeling of success. A well-rounded warrior sage, a one who's um, connected to their infinity. At the same time, they're kicking ass in the world, you know, both. Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? Because you, know, you, you nailed it. I think there's so many of us as guys and as men, as leaders, right, with our businesses and our families and everything that we got going on. And we're constantly asking that question, what's next? You know, what's bigger? What is my truth? How do I really connect to that? So working with your clients in these three different stages from, you know, being asleep to conscious to, to really being able to expand, what are maybe some of the processes that you go through that we could share with the guys that maybe they could look at their own lives and begin to put it into their lives to begin to move from one level to the next level to the next level? Certainly. You know, one of the things that one of my business coaches, mentors, Kevin Nations, uses is this four F's model, which I've taken, you know, from my own life. I really like it. And that's very simple. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. Mm -hmm. Faith being our connection to ourself, our own power, our belief in ourself. And then also the belief in the great organizing force of life, you know, whatever we call that. Mm-hmm. And it's that connection, faith, to take a look at an inventory, ask ourselves, where are we at this? How strong do we feel about this in our connection? And look at that solidly mm-hmm. with introspection. And if we're feeling that we're lacking in faith, no matter how much success we have in the other Fs, there'll be a hollowness. Right. So one of the first things to do is check out the level of hollowness that you have with your success, wherever you're at. I've, 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 you know, I coach guys who are making millions and at the beginning necessarily, they're not necessarily feeling they've got this, they don't, they've got this hollowness. And so no matter what they do to earn or to create more success, they keep going with that because they're good at it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't fill the hollow. Mm-hmm. The emptiness, I, I call that the, it's the, um, it's really one's evolutionary call to go inward. So it's a call from one's soul, the warrior's soul that says, I need to go inward. So that's the first thing. Look at the level of hollowness inside yourself, mm-hmm. regardless of what success. And then be real with it. And then if you sense it, to recognize that you need to go inward, seek out a mentor, a guide, do something, a coach, that's going to get you to face that hollowness and not distracted with food, sex, drugs, money, and power. Right, right. But the face is Exactly. That's what I was going to say is, is it even really possible then for us as guys to go inward and to be honest with ourselves and to tell the truth and to, to ask, you know, how hollow am I in these different areas? Or is it, do you feel like it's essential that we work with somebody else? We work with a coach to get I out do. of our own minds. I do. Yeah. So this day I do because I find that especially us as powerful figures who have our own self-resourcefulness, yep. we don't see our own blind spots. Mm-hmm. How can a warrior see their own blind spots? That's why warriors have masters. Right. That's why Olympians, 
not because they have holes. The Olympians have coaches to get them that much further, but that much further is the difference between, you know, 300,000 a year and three, 30 million a year or 500,000. <laughs> exactly. Especially yeah. for an all-star athlete. Right. It's the same as in business. So I feel that rigorousness of that warrior discipline to have someone give you feedback who can match, is not scared of you, not scared of what you've attained. Mm-hmm. In fact, is transcendent to what you've attained, doesn't give a shit whether you pay them or not. Mm-hmm. They're going to give you that reality, that truth. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do it with compassion and the artfulness to help you go to the next level. We have to have those as good men and good warriors, good sages in the world. If not, we're left to our own illusion. Right. Humanity, right? <laughs> exactly. The illusion. We all feel like we're doing great and everything's wonderful, but the reality is is we've all got things to work on, you know, and, and to enhance the 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 four different areas that you talked about, you know, the family, the finances, the fitness, and really connecting with all of those. So it's not just the money. I think a lot of us, we get so focused on, you know, being the provider and taking care of our families and our spouses and our teams and so on and so forth. So we've got to go out, we've got to make money and we've got to go and we've got to grind and so on and so forth. But what you're saying then is it's the exact opposite as you can get back and you can reconnect to these other areas of your life and get help and get support from mentors who are, you know, her professionals of this, like yourself. Again, this is what you do for a living as well. That's the key, correct? I feel so. This is what I do for myself, and it keeps me clean. When mm-hmm. I don't, I tend to stray. That's just yep. my thing, all right? Mm-hmm. So, the other aspect of this is family, or sorry, as you said, finances. And these are in no particular order. So finances, one of the keys that really make a big transition into fulfillment from the egocentric idealism of money is knowing what is the money there for. I realize that money is there to purchase life experiences. Mm. It's not for itself. It's to purchase life experiences. This is such a simple, obvious fact. Sure. As, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get very focused on the attainment of dollars, numbers, goals, Right. Whatever they are, which is great because that propels us, but we don't know what it's for. And by not knowing what that, what life experiences we want, I want to take my kids out across the world. I want to go to my vacation with my wife on every continent over the next 10 years. I want to, whatever those life experiences are, is to allow to first take a look and see is my financial mindset based on technicality or based on inspiration Mm. Mm -hmm. based on my soul's calling not my not 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 my ego's desire to show what i've made right look like i'm somebody right but to have a life of a somebody So again, truth, being real and being true to yourself. So not just chasing money for the sake of chasing money, because that is in a lot of guys, it's their identity, you know? And again, I, I certainly was wrapped up in that myself as an early in my career with Merrill Lynch, you know, that whole focus on the money and the finance and success and living in Orange County and driving the red sob convertible. And, oh my God, I look back on those days. It's a little embarrassing, right? (laughs) Well, you know, you can have what's, you can have all of that. I live in a beautiful place. I live in a 
You know, I enjoy my wealth. And I feel that we all should be able to enjoy whatever wealth is to us, you know, wealth. But another mentor of mine said this. He said, it's better to be humble all the time than to be humiliated all at once. Oh, I like that. Say that again, would you? That's just, that, talk about a nugget. In fact, guys, write that one down. This is huge. This was my martial art teacher, my early Kung Fu teacher. And he said uh, to this class, we had a kick-ass class. We were going for weeks. We're getting the chip was getting a little bigger, right? You know? Uh, oh, yeah. A little like this. Yeah. And he said, look, he says, you better be, it's better to be humble all the time than to be humiliated, toppled all at once. Right. I love it. I love it. That's, and what does that mean to you? I mean, at your core, going to, in your life, and, and not only in your life, but then in the lives of the clients that you serve as well. You know, practically, it's been a journey from being insecure when I started, mm-hmm. right? So putting on, you know, fake it till you make it, affirmations, you know, all the positive mindset because of this deep-seated feeling of, being unaccepted or insecure. Mm-hmm. Many of us, it, that energy propels us. Which sure. is but then I got to a point where, you know, the art goes the other way, where you start believing in yourself, which is good. But then something can kick in for many of us leaders. And that's the feeling of self-importance. And the sage within us checks the self-importance. Mm-hmm. And it shows up in two ways. One is the aggrandizement of oneself, the boasting of oneself, which we all know about. Sure. The common form of self-importance. Look at me. This is what I've achieved. This is my bling, etc. <laughs> right. But then there's another form of importance, which is, oh, lowly is me. I'm just a servant. I, I, I mean nothing. I'm just a little cog. So it's either inflating or deflating. Both pull us out of the equilibrium of our power. Mm. Both diminish our full power. Mm-hmm. Being in that central wisdom point of you are who you are. I am who I am. And I own it. I claim it. I present it. And I stand by it. there's so much freedom in it, isn't it? I mean, isn't it just so like, ah, so freeing to not have to pretend, not feel like you've got to pretend and put this, you know, this facade on anymore. You know, you you are who you are, you know, warts and all, right? (laughs) And paradoxically, paradoxically in a business exchange, that shows up as being more trustable. And those who are more trustable, they exude a steadier presence. The ones who are less trustable people, you'll see them more jittery, more jittery, more edgy. Those who are more trustable have a deeper, steady presence. Mm-hmm. They have a deeper claim, not a macho claim, but their claim is based on real facts. Mm-hmm. They've got this many fights underneath their belt. They've got this many successes. And if they're brand new, They're coming in, they're claiming I'm brand new and I'm going to be the best at this. Mm -hmm. So they have presence, claim, and then they have this sense of execution. You know they're going to penetrate with their product or service or their gift because they're going to execute. And that shows up 
as a trustable person. And the more you have those qualities of presence, claim, and penetration, I call that the PCP muscle, mm-hmm. the more we enter that, dive into that, cultivate that, the higher dollars we earn. The, the more we resonate with higher earning people, with higher echelons of business exchange, with people of other noteworthiness and reciprocal values and trust. Mm -hmm. So you just keep going up the trust ladder, the financial ladder, and paradoxically, you care less. Right. Right. Less struggle. It it just begins to, you know, happen organically for you, naturally for you, as opposed to pushing and struggling and hammering and grinding and all the things that that I think a lot of guys are just so accustomed to. It's, you know, you you mentioned fake it till you make it, or if it's to be, it's up to me, or some of the sayings of the 80s, you know, back in the day, oh my gosh, how things have changed, right? We're becoming so much aware now of what really matters and what really works. You know, authenticity, you know, being real, telling the truth to ourselves as well as to others and just the power in that. And what it does, I think, and what you're saying is it allows us to operate at a much higher frequency. So therefore, we're attracting the types of people that we really want to serve and want to connect with and and conserve us and, you know, just engage at that much higher level in life, right? Fascinating stuff. Sachin, let's look at, you know, we talked about some of the breakdowns that you had, you know, with the ego in your earlier days and and being famous and the money and just all the stuff that that went along with that and how that almost wrecked your marriage and then also almost drowning. So again, life and death scenario and that moment of, of clarity, right? That just, that awakening for you. How about on the other side of that in terms of successes? Because I know you had a lot of them. So looking over your career, if you could pinpoint, say, one major success that you had in your life, whether it's physical or it's you know, financial or relational or whatever it might be, what would you say is probably your biggest success that you had? And what have you learned for it that you could share with the guys? You know, I've been blessed, my friend, like you have, like many of us have been blessed with a very rich life on many levels. Mm-hmm. So the essence, the biggest blessing is where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. The biggest gift is where I'm at right now. And where I'm at right now in my life, the biggest success is I've attained personally a state of equilibrium, which I never thought possible even a decade ago. I would have never thought that I could have deep faith and family humming at a very high level of love and connection and finances flowing in a way that's authentic and powerful and my fitness it's the strongest i've ever been in i'm 49 as of just Mm -hmm. yeah awesome and i'm the strongest because you know i have a world champion brazilian jiu-jitsu coach of of mine who uh is an amazing master and i he keeps me clean and sharp and strong and yeah So I'm in a place where I guess the biggest success right now is knowing and finding equilibrium. I love it. A sense of well-being. Yeah. I I mean, isn't that really kind of the example of happiness or really the definition of happiness is just well-being, a sense of equilibrium, like you're saying, where you're just kind of calm and relaxed and happy and everything just continues to flow as opposed to that struggle. Yeah. Exactly. Wonderful. And I think that's something that we're all looking for. 
right? I mean, that really is the end all goal is just to be happy. And so many guys, it's such an illusion for so many guys. So, so let's kind of move to that. You know, how did you, you know, get to this equilibrium, obviously focusing on these areas, you know, getting the clarity, going through the breakdowns and the challenges that you did to give you that sense of, of clarity on what's really important to you, you know, your values and so on and so forth. And then working at it and then working with coaches, you know, you mentioned Kevin nations, you've got your fitness coach, you've got others. So it's not just about you. You've got other people serving and supporting you. What else, you know, what else can we pass on to our guys that they can put into their lives as well? Well, one of the big things that, that, one of my mentors, you know, said to me that that's just been like a seed and keeps growing is this wisdom that there's a masculine side within us and feminine, of course. Sure. And the masculine side within us, there's a masculine illusion that accompanies that masculine side. And the masculine illusion is that one day when X, Y, and Z is complete, then I will finally be free. Right. Someday. Someday. And then the feminine illusion is one day when this relation, when this and this, I'll finally be loved and fully and be able to love fully. Mm -hmm. And he said, those two are bullshit. <laughs> right. They're, they're unconscious bullshits that'll take you down eddies and all these places in life because you're, you're looking for something you can never fill. So, the way that turned me around is he said, rather than aim to get free, more free, where are you? Make an inventory. Where am I already free? How am I already? Look, I'm free to speak to you right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing something else. I'm actually free. You are free to speak to me right now. Yep. Whoever's listening right now, wherever you're, whatever time you're listening to this, you're free to listen to this, right? Mm -hmm. That's a freedom you have. Mm-hmm. So rather than isolate and look at where we're lacking freedom and be neurotically biting to release ourselves or unchain that, as we live from the freedom we've attained, we get more of that. Yes. Gratitude. Right? It's gratitude. Absolutely. Being grateful for what we have versus focus on what we don't have. And recognize, oh, when you feel trapped, it's actually bullshit. You're not trapped. It's just an unconscious psychological trigger that's saying, okay, turn it around and how can you offer freedom right now? How can you help someone else through your service, your product, your savvy, your craft? How can you cultivate yourself even stronger to be an agent of creating freedom rather than a, a slave to your own neurosis and trying to keep getting more of it for yourself? So value for others, focusing on others and serving others with that value versus me, me, me. What am I missing? I need the new car. I need this. I need that. So then I can feel successful in the eyes of other people. All bullshit. Serious bullshit. And the paradox is, is that, you know, I've been doing this with very high net worth, very successful leaders, all types. Everyone also, you know, Olympians, top-level mixed martial artists, Cirque du Soleil performers, just high-performing folks. And we are at this era now where even the – that we needed to go from low performance years ago to learn to move into this scale of high performance, mm -hmm. to see what is our capacity as a human. 
what vistas can I reach? And I think that was a very valid era, a very valid cultivation for many of us in the world of business. Because without it, we'd still be in the, what, you know, we, we would still be where we are at. Sure, but we're, sure. we're, we got an evolutionary impulse in us that keeps us. I feel that the desire for business, the pull for success in entrepreneurship is actually at its root, an, our evolutionary impulse. It's that root is evolving us to live greater, more perfected, more unique, more free lives. It's mm. mm, nothing wrong. It's not an evil. It's not bad. It's not we're crazy capitalists. It's that's all. That's that's. It's our evolutionary impulse to make our personal and universal life a greater place. I love it. I love it. So profound and so exciting, right? I mean, it gives us all hope and it gives us energy and it gives us passion for the future and what we can become and where we're headed as we become more clear-headed, as we become more conscious, as we become more centered to be able to not only grow ourselves, but to be able to serve at a much higher level. It's awesome. the warrior is the last, let's say, 100 years and 50 years of business the cultivation of the mindsets of success. Mm -hmm. And now I feel it's time for the sage, the wisdom within us to have its um, awakening. Mm -hmm. And then, then together, then we'll have truly a life of equilibrium and our life will be an expression of equilibrium because we got it here. Mm -hmm. I love it, Sachin. So inspiring, brother. Listen, if guys want to learn more about you, right? If they want to possibly hire you, work with you. And I know we've got a ton of guys that are going to be jumping all over this because you're at a place in terms of equilibrium, peace of mind, confidence, not only for yourself, but certainly helping high level leaders to do it as well. Where should they go? Where should they go to learn more about you? Well, you know, what I've created is a thing called the Awaken Leadership event. It's an intensive event. Mm -hmm. and I focus on the three forces that topple most leaders that can be turned around into enlightenment, which are sex, power, and money. And as an awakened leader, I feel we need to master these. And so I invite those of you who have a call to this, if you want to master those forces, go to my website. It's warriorsage.com, warriorsage.com. And then there's a simple form there to be put on our invitation list. And when we have these intimate gatherings, I take an intimate group of leaders, and when I have um, that call, then I'll invite you guys out and then you can come and experience uh, what I'm talking about in, uh, in real time from the inside out. Thanks for listening to Epic Men Radio. Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. Be sure to share Epic Men Radio with other men in your tribe so no one will ever miss a single empowering episode. You can find us at epicmen.com. Epicmen.com.